previously on the twist cast last time we did a little bit of a catch-up episode there was a few things that we had missed over the last few months just because of crazy scheduling and stuff that we felt like we wanted to talk about some things were the flash season eight uh we talked about doom patrol season three we talked about the dc league of super pets uh just a bunch of random shit that we had in the backlog that we just never got to yeah it wasn't really enough for an episode uh per se like i really didn't want to talk about DC Super Pets for an entire episode. Yeah, no, especially if they didn't have the goddamn bat cow in there, then... No. <laughs> Worthless. Exactly. Uh, yeah, and I, I just didn't want to do another Flash episode. It was, it's a lot. It's a lot, you guys. We'll do I mean, probably another Flash one for the finale, maybe. Yeah. But... Yeah. And, and honestly, there, there's just so much content, we might run that type of thing back again later in a few months and, you know, see what happens. Yeah. Um, because, you know, we're, we're always watching different things and trying new things. Jesse, in fact, tried Blade. Uh, I did. <laughs> so, I, you know what? I actually also watched over this last weekend that would have oh. been perfect for that. Uh, the 2005 Constantine movie. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, that has uh, some stuff uh, going on. Uh, uh, I, we'll swing I, back to that at some yeah, point. I had a friend come over. We had a little Keanu Reeves movie night because we started with Constantine, ended with Bill and Ted. And... <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Uh, uh, that, uh, I'm not going to say that on pod. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> anyway, welcome to this episode of the Twist Cast. I am Mike. And I'm Jesse. <laughs> I, I just I just did, didn't want to do it. Didn't want to do it. Okay. Uh, so on this episode of the Twistcast, we start what we are calling X Men Month. Now, ordinarily, we would have done this on the live show, but that's kind of taking hiatus without Sam because um, he kind of all the tech stuff. <laughs> yeah, I can't do what he did. I can do I can do the editing. I can't do what he did. So, I can I can at least like if he had given us like the pre-render stuff that he was planning on, but which we just never got around to, I could have at least hosted that because I, I think I have a power enough computer to do it. But yeah, there's there's no way either of us could have done that on our own. Maybe it'll come back like soon, maybe 2023. Who, who knows? Um, there's just a lot going on uh, for all of us. So anyway, uh, as always, we are going to kick it off with the news. So I'm going to take this part away here. And Jesse, hang in there. There's some video game stuff that just dropped today. I just briefly saw something about it, but yeah, I didn't read anything about it. But yeah, it's okay. It's okay. I got you, baby. I got you. All right. Start with comics. We get a Marvel vampire team called The Forgiven, who will be starring in a series of one shots in 2023. And they're going to team up with Spider-Man, the X-Men and the Avengers. Um, Spider-Man. Okay, cool. X-Men. It's just like, this is directly in line with the x-men just fuckery <laughs> absolute fuckery and the avengers because they have blade on the team now just kind of again fits perfectly just uh i never blade. really picture blade as much of like a team character like he's that. not but they sanctioned him to kill a bunch of vampires so sure <laughs> it's like his his entire reason for being but the big question, I guess, that's on everybody's mind, especially after the wonderful movie earlier this year, is Morbius going to be involved? <laughs> it's Morbin time. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It would seem weird if he wasn't, but... Yeah, he might be kind of doing his own thing. Last time I think I saw him was in Amazing Spider-Man, um, and he was 
getting his ass kicked by Misty Knight. So fair, like you do. I mean, it's Misty. It's Misty. You, you, you just get your ass kicked. That's just yeah. what happens. Uh, DC will maintain its direct marketing relationship uh, and add universal distribution starting in October. I think that could be a good thing, especially with the way paper has been. Um, so you just give yourself some more options. It's actually a smart play, in my opinion. And uh, finally here in comics, uh, if you do not already subscribe to DC Universe Infinite, I don't usually do this type of thing because they don't pay us. But for Batman Day starting uh, a couple days ago from time of recording, September 6th through the 30th, if you use uh, code Batman Day 22, I think it is, um, you actually get a year of the service for 50 bucks instead of the 75 that it usually is. So, you know, yeah. if that's your cup of tea, if that's a type of thing that you're into, if that you're into the code, yeah, if you're into the comic scene, they've got a lot of awesome series on there. So, especially if there's a lot of stuff like me that you've never read and you need to go back and reread at some point, it's a great deal, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I got to re-up ours real quick. Uh, put us back on that thing, especially with the with the sale price. Can't can't skip a good sale. All right, now we move on to Worlds of DC. Warner Brothers Discovery decided to cancel DC Fandom in favor of other in-person events. We kind of saw that coming um, with all the shakeups and stuff. And the fact that it's supposed to be next month and we haven't heard anything yet. Yeah, plus cons are back in basically full force. But it doesn't stop other companies. So uh, I I actually will miss it this year. Uh, they said it's just for this year so far. They said they may return to it in 2023, but... We'll see. I mean, that whole thing is a mess right now, so we'll see. <laughs> sure is. Sure is. Always is. Uh, since we started the show, just giant mess. I'm wondering how much of that was because of bad press with our movies. With specifically the people in said movies over mm. this past year. Yeah. Kind of crazy. Kind of crazy. Uh, did you see the new Black Adam trailer that dropped earlier this week? No, I think I saw that one did drop, but I didn't watch it. Yeah, it didn't really do anything for me. It was just like, all right, I'm already going to see the movie. It's like, at this point, it's coming out in a month. Like, you don't really need to try and sell me anymore. Like, I'm going to go see it regardless. The the one thing I will say is that the there's a lot of clearly CGI'd costumes, but it's not like bad clearly cgi it's just like very bright and shiny like kind of how it should be i just in a way that you wouldn't be able to do with practical stuff like the hawks um and dr fate they're all they're mm -hmm. all just sh like they have almost an ethereal glow in ways that you i mean they kind of should I mean... yeah exactly so that that kind of makes sense to me okay yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes dc's been kind of on the up and up lately so yeah we'll look I'm, I'm, all I'm saying is, as long as you don't re repeat the 2016 Suicide Squad disaster, uh, as far as <laughs> as far as CGI, we'll be all right. Uh, Yaya Abdul Mateen II has called Black Manta uh, in his Aquaman role quote clown work unquote yeah so i saw that quote i didn't ever look into it but what did he mean by that he just said that compared to the other stuff that he's done it's just 
like he just basically said it was just trash. Like he was just he essentially alluded to, I'm just here for a paycheck. And then people tried to get him to back down, and he was like, No. I'm like, and I imagine that has to do with um the fact that I remember James Wan wanted the the trench movie. Yep. basically to be a Black Manta movie, and I'm sure that the Black Manta that we're getting in Aquaman 2 is not anywhere near as good as what it was supposed to be in the Trench movie. He's just like, nah. I mean, yeah, but at the same time, you kind of signed up to do it, so... And, and it's your paycheck. I mean, you, you did straight up call it clown work, uh, which is... <laughs> I mean, yeah, do what you gotta do. Remember, this man was Doctor Doctor Manhattan, so I'm I'm fine. Wait, was he? Yes, he was. He's Doctor Manhattan I... in the Watchmen series. Oh, in the series, okay, yeah, yeah. okay. A little sad. He was in the movie. No, but... not not in the movie. Uh, speaking of clowns, the upcoming Joker sequel is the only Warner Brothers DC film that has been given the go ahead to start production. <laughs> Jess, how concerned does that make you? <laughs> <sighs> just pourquoi <laughs> nice <French>. why <laughs> nice French. well they're gonna insist on the french then <laughs> why not <laughs> uh the the question that i have is you know you have the batman in the wings why you not green light that one you haven't green lit that yet like everyone wants the sequel to that movie no one wants the sequel to no this one. movie <laughs> no one wants this but you just keep keep dropping nuggets uh like brendan gleason who you may know from braveheart or 28 days later gangs of new york harry potter has joined that movie i was literally i was literally just about to say wasn't there's a big casting recently for this movie as well as katherine keener uh so they've added like a couple of pretty big cast members in addition to lady gaga well i do i do not get it it's fine it's fine i guess baby i mean what i will say is that that's gonna make for an entertaining episode at least because Mm -hmm. the episodes where we just shit on things are probably some of the better ones (laughs) (laughs) i know you guys hate musicals too so it's just like okay i don't hate musicals i they're just very 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 low on my list of things i want to watch Fair. Like if it's a good musical, then I will be like, okay, I guess fine, but it's just not my thing. Yeah, I get to there. Uh, Harley Quinn was officially renewed for a fourth season, uh, with Sarah Peters taking over as showrunner after serving as a writer and a consult- consulting producer. Uh, that's good. Okay, yeah, keep we'll it talk- within the the show. Yeah, we'll be talking about Harley Quinn in a couple of weeks once that show wraps. And finally, we got a casting for. Um, Jonathan Kent for Superman and Lois. Michael Bishop will be replacing Jordan Alassis in that show. If you remember, if you listened to last episode, you know he left due to mental health issues. So there we go. Moving on to multiversal MCU and all their TV stuff. Ugh. <laughs> I'm at the point where I'm just going Ugh, with all the MCU stuff at this point. <laughs> uh huh. A little too, a little too much. You're just flooding the zone, and it's. Anyway, uh, Chadwick Boseman received an award posthumously for his voice performance in What If? I saw that. And part of me is like, great, he deserves it. But the other, the other part of me is like, how much of that was just... Because he's not here anymore. Yeah. 
Like, did he actually deserve it, or did you just give it to him? Yeah, that and that's that's curious. But like, I didn't see. I barely keep up with award shows. Um, oh, yeah, no. So like, I didn't see who else was nominated, and like, honestly, it's a tough year because if you did get nominated, you know, you know that you're like, oh, Chadwick Boseman, there's no chance. Yeah, there's no chance. Uh, Disney has confirmed that Kate Bishop will return for Phase Five of the MCU, which is good because I uh, like Kate. I mean, that's great. Whatever, we've already hammered that to death. Just, just keep moving. <laughs> yep. Alekwa uh, Cox has revealed that the uh, Echo series has wrapped production. So another series that I probably didn't need. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm in a fucking salty mood tonight. Look, be salty, man. <laughs> like I do not care. To be as salty as you want. I, I'm, I'm here for it. That's why we're doing the show. I'm giving the news. You're just reacting, baby. It's good. Good. All right. Uh, Regan Aaliyah from XO and Kitty will all will uh, be added to the Ironheart series, as well as Shakira Barrera, who was in Sprung and Glow. Uh, glamorous Ladies of Wrestling. Yeah, I, I, I think I watched the first two seasons of that. I don't think I ever finished it. I enjoyed it. It was weird. Yeah. <laughs> Weird is good. Uh, ben Kingsley has been set to reprise his role as Trevor Slattery in Wonder Man. And finally, it's Morbin time, baby. Yeah. Morbius is needed to Netflix. I was <laughs> going to mention that earlier, but I was just like, it's probably going to come up. So I'm good. <laughs> I appreciate you not uh, stepping on, on my toes. Uh, all right. Yeah. There's just, there's just, there's a lot of stuff, Marvel. Like, and I, I don't know. My, my confidence has been shaken a little bit. A little I, bit? I kind of wish you'd, you'd slow ha, down ha, a little. Ha, have you read my notes yet for She-Hulk? <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> you, you, you've made notes? Yes, I've been making notes. Not not many notes, but like I've been watching it, and we'll get to it eventually. But I'm just mm. like, hmm, hmm, okay. Large concerns here in that CGI. Uh, anyway, <laughs> come back to that later. That's literally like my only note for episode two. <laughs> Ooh, some real uncanny valley stuff in there, yeah. man. Anyway, we'll come lie. to that. We'll come back to that in about like four weeks, I think. So yeah, I think I think it's something like that. Anyway, uh, video games. Starfire has been added to Fortnite, which if you're anybody anymore, you gotta go. With Fortnite. Sure, you know. You're not was, playing Fortnite tonight, Jesse. I've never played Fortnite once in my life, and I never played to. <laughs> I, you know what was said, and I don't know if it's because I'm getting older and I just feel out of touch now. But I was pulling into my parking lot the other, I think it was yesterday, and I heard on the radio that like a big old concert and festival was now being planned for inside Fortnite. I'm like, why? It's why? not the first time. They've I know it's not the first time, but like, why is this a thing? It it was it's a video game about it's a battle royale game like why is it hosting concerts and all this like what I don't just, just what I can't I can't man uh, my, Midnight I, Sun, I feel I feel like Principal Skinner that Simpsons meme am I out of touch with the children no it's the children that are wrong <laughs> you're right um. Marvel's Midnight Suns will arrive on December 2nd. Uh, that was announced at D23 Expo today. Uh, we're going to miss the Marvel stuff. Maybe we'll catch that next week uh, real quick in a 
short news blip before we do our, our other thing. Yeah, we'll, we'll have a little bit of time, yeah. Yeah. Um, so there will be a prequel for the game releasing on Halloween. It was very unclear. Uh, I grabbed it honestly right as I was about to come up here and do the episode. So I don't know if it's a game, in like a beta game style prequel, or if it's um, like a like a comic prequel but i thought the comic prequel was already on shelves so if, i'm guessing it's got to be like a beta if they're smart what they'll probably do is make it a demo sort of thing yeah so people can try out the game while also kind of getting in tune a little bit with the story um similar things have happened with games recently where like they've let you create your character before the game even released so you can like mm -hmm. just jump into the game so they yes. do something like that where you can get a little bit of a feel for the game maybe even make some progress that you can then carry over into the main game that'd be smart especially with this delay now yeah. uh, they have a little bit extra time to do something like that uh we got the word on remember we talked about that amy hennig uh sky dance new media yes marvel game yes we got the reveal of what that is so it's a captain america black panther game set in world war ii um so i think the the four tags were like king soldier uh spy and i can't forget the other one i forget the other one what that last fourth one was uh but it's interesting because it's basically four player four characters that's gonna follow and two of them are gonna be black panther and and captain america but mm. i don't know which panther because if it's world war ii be t'chaka right Quite possibly, or, depending yeah. on how old you want to make T'Chaka. Or yeah. possibly his father. Like, yeah, maybe. Just like, oh, all right. So, okay, yeah. I mean, do we know anything like what type of a game and when to expect it? <laughs> anything else? They told us nothing else. A they're title? Like, hey. They're like, here's this game. It's coming out. Bye. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> like, that's another problem I have with the games industry, which, again, is another tangent from what we're talking about here but like okay let it go give us something don't just say oh hey we're working on something okay but what don't tell us anything until you're ready to show us something I like agree. i heard recently like there was a fable game that they tease a fable reboot essentially um i think like two years ago they finally they yeah, revealed it like that. yeah they the development studio just finally said like yeah we are still working on it we refuse to show you anything until it's in a state that we're ready to show it. I'm like, mm -hmm. I respect that. Mm -hmm. like, do that. I know people want information, but like, give us more than just little bits and pieces. Like, this tells me nothing. I'm Agreed. not excited for this game. It's just, you told me two characters are in this game and when it's set. Okay. That doesn't make me excited. Facts. Facts. Big facts. Keep telling these hoes. Uh <laughs> Fucking salty. <laughs> I don't know why it's so salty right now. Uh, it's Maybe okay. it's my internet. <laughs> it's probably your internet. Yeah, it's definitely your internet. Um, Marvel Snap, the upcoming free-to-play card game for PC and mobile devices. <laughs> Nerd. Uh, is coming out uh, next month, so that will be October 2022. If you're listening to this any later than, you know, when we drop it. In case, in which case, what are you doing? Listen it to this show when it out. drops. You should already be snapping <laughs> so subscribe to the show let's do it when it drops let's go no more messing around 
Uh, then they announced Marvel and Niantic, who you may know from games such as Pokemon Go. Did they do a Harry Potter game too? Mobile game? Uh, maybe. I just know Niantic as the Pokemon company. Yeah. Basically. I mean, uh, they announced sort of. Yeah. They announced Marvel World of Heroes, a new mobile app uh, that's going to be using a lot of the same uh, AR, augmented reality technology. Um, again, no details like gameplay or release date. They're just telling us it exists. Cool. That means absolutely nothing. In this age of constant delays and quiet cancellations, that means absolutely nothing to me. Sure does. And it's a mobile game, so I'm just like, eh. Eh, it's all right. Uh, I'm not I'm not jumping to play it, but if that's your bag, get in on it, baby. Get in on it. I said the word baby like 80,000 times tonight. I don't know what's going on here. Red Hulk is also joining Marvel's Strike Force on September 13th. I don't know anyone that still plays that game. Really don't. I don't think I even know what that is, but it, sure. A uh, mobile game. That's why I don't know what it is. And friends, that's your news. Have you ever been reading through a stack of comics and thought, maybe I should see what the Sarkham Asylum game is all about? Or been playing Marvel vs. Capcom and felt like you were at a real disadvantage since you didn't know who half the characters were? Well, Play Comics is the show for you. I'm Chris, and each episode we take a look at video games based on comic properties and how well they stick to that source material. So whether you know the comics and want to know how all these games work, or you know the games and want to find out where all this craziness came from, go check out Play Comics at playcomics.com or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Hey everyone, this is Mike from the Twisted Cape. Do you like comics? I do. cool thing about that is I have a weekly podcast that talks about comics. It's called Mike's Thick Stack. On that show, we talk about each of the comics that came out for that week. We also rate the thickness of my stack, and we sometimes have some pretty sweet interviews with some pretty cool guests. In addition, there's a bonus show where I talk about big classic stories, and I like to have guests on that show too, which is pretty rad. To check it out, if you're already subscribed to the Twistcast on any of your favorite podcast platforms, great news is it's already in your feed. Check that out and subscribe if you're not already. Stay twisted. All right, so before we jump into our main topic, talking about X-Men stuff, we'll give you a little bit of a kind of ease your way into the X-Men festivities this month with our fun new character breakdown. Yeah. Um, so we're going to start talking about Kitty Pride here. Um, I had a lot of fun writing this one, so you better have a lot of fun listening to it. <laughs> I don't know why it went so aggressive there. <laughs> I'm, look, you're just so salty tonight. I'm here for it. Just be salty. All right. Catherine Pride started life as a regular Jewish girl from Illinois when she began to develop her mutant abilities around age 13. Both Xavier and Emma Frost of the Hellfire Club took notice of this young mutant and tried to recruit her. After seeing the atrocities that Frost was doing to the X-Men, she decided to join Xavier to school instead, becoming the youngest member of the X-Men in the process. She originally took the codename Sprite, but over the years, and after a brief stint of brainwashing, uh, Kitty tapped into the darker aspects of her soul and adopted her more well-known codename of Shadowcat. During her tenure as Shadowcat, she became a world-renowned superhero and ultimately became headmistress of Xavier's school and leader of the X-Men. Lately, she's found herself using the moniker Red Queen, Kate if you're nasty, and working with Emma Frost on Krakoa. 
Also, and this may be the most important bit, she has a long and tight bond with Lockheed, the intelligent alien that resembles a dragon, and the two are essentially inseparable, which I'm kind of jealous about because I kind of want a dragon. Don't we all? Uh, Kitty's main mutant power is her ability to phase through solid matter. She is able to move either her entire body or select parts of herself through the spaces in between the molecules of matter and make her effectively impervious to harm. Over the years, she's also taught herself how to extend her phasic abilities to objects and those that are around her. This power does have its limitation, however, as she has to actively see a threat coming to be able to phase through it and can only pass she can only phase as long as she can hold her breath since she's unable to breathe while phasing. She's also highly adept at martial arts and is highly gifted with computers and programming. So Kitty made her first appearance in Uncanny X-Men number 129 in 1980. Almost immediately after her introduction, uh, she played a central role in Days of Future Past storyline, where she's possessed by the consciousness of her future self to warn of a dystopian future. She and Wolverine had a miniseries called Kitty Pride and Wolverine, which told of a, a coming-of-age story for the young mutant, as well as being the point at which she adopted her shadow cat identity. If you want to see a very different take on the character, check out Marauders from 2019, where Kitty, of course now going by just Kate, becomes essentially a pirate queen and frees mutants from hostile forces the world over. That uh, when I was doing the research for this, I was like, ooh, pirate queen Kitty Pride. Yes, please. <laughs> you think you're salty. She is a a alcohol swilling uh bad bitch. Yep. Of, of, of bad bitches. Like it is it's a run that you in particular, my friend, will enjoy. I literally just after reading some of these bio snippets of her just for that little bit, I'm like Yes, yes, I want to read this. <laughs> Just pirate Kitty Pride, you sold me. So there was a lot of X Men um, dropping when the whole Krakoan Age started, and Marauders ended up being among my favorite. So yeah, yeah, go ahead and check that out. And that's Kitty Pride for you. Hey everybody, Sam here from the Twisted Cape. If you haven't already done so. Be sure to check out the Twisted Capes Tee Public page, which we have live right now for you to purchase any and all of your clothing needs with Twisted Cape logos on them. We got shirts, socks, maybe. Wow. We got other shirts with hoods on them, and they have longer sleeves. So warm. We got everything you could ever want with Twisted Cape logos on them. So, again, please be sure to check out the Twisted Capes Tee Public page. Check out the link in the description and be sure to pick up your favorite stuff right now. Thanks, everybody. Now, tonight, for this episode, we are going to talk about X-Men and most of their visual cinematic medium. So we're going to start by talking about the x-men movie so should i read should i do the the list with the imdb description synopsis or should i do list and then come back and do the synopsis as we rank the movies let's do the synopsis as we rank them cool all right so i wanted to at least give everybody the list that we're working off of here um i believe it's 13 movies in total 
Oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> dropped. All right. So we have X-Men, X2, X-Men United, X-Men Last, The Last Stand, X-Men Origins Wolverine, X-Men First Class, The Wolverine, X-Men Days of Future Past, Deadpool, X-Men Apocalypse, Logan, Deadpool 2, X-Men Dark Phoenix, and finally, New Mutants. New Mutants, top of the list. (laughs) Number one, blows the rest out of the water. Beautiful lighting. (laughs) Excellent, excellent lighting. Uh, that's a that's a joke from. It's not really a joke, but that's go go back like, and listen to the new mutants, mutants episode. episode. It'll make yeah. sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so, how do you want to do this? You want to do this bottom up or or top down? Let's go bottom up. I think okay. it's a little bit easier. All right. So, uh, what did you have in the number thirteen spot? Do you even need to ask? <laughs> I, I do because the the bottom for me got a little contentious. <laughs> well, it's definitely new mutants. I okay. mean, <laughs> I mean, I just <laughs> shit on it. <laughs> the bottom is is like the the very top was was pretty easy. The mid tier top was was a little more difficult. the The middle middle was fine. The bottom was really hard for me. I uh, think. So, get me up front. I didn't rank them, so I'm gonna okay. do this on the fly. Okay, uh, okay. The middle is gonna be harder for me. Okay. The top, okay. I think, is gonna be a little bit easier. The bottom is gonna be easy. The middle, I think, is where I'm gonna struggle putting things. But yeah. Right. So I do not blame you for placing New Mutants first. However, that's not what I did. What did you do? X Men Dark Phoenix really was a terrible movie to me. I could not. I, I don't get me wrong. I went back and forth between the two. So that's my number. That's my number twelve. So I will read both synopses in a moment. Mm-hmm. However, uh, I, it it was painful for me to watch. Like that was one where I was like, I enjoyed nothing in this movie. I can see if you really enjoy the Dark Phoenix storyline. That and I do. That I can understand why that would irk you. Um, I personally, I would probably put that right above New Mutants. Um, so like ours bottom tier probably swapped um mm-hmm. there were some action scenes in that movie that i thought were a lot of fun there were um and it's gonna sound very new mutants ish but the sound mixing was really nice in that movie yes so again listen to our dark phoenix episode <laughs> it was literally the nice thing that we all were like oh wow that sounds really good i still remember that shuttle launch the shuttle launch at the beginning uh-huh. it, it sounded really good yeah, um like- so yeah. to me, I think Dark Phoenix held my attention just a little bit better than New Mutants. So mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed it just slightly more. <laughs> Not saying it's great, but oh no, <laughs> uh, I, I did like it more than New Mutants. So our bottom two are just dare. a little swap there. <laughs> okay, so let me give me let me give these uh these two synopses. So I will go with New Mutants first. First, five young mutants just discovering their abilities while held in a secret facility against their will fight to escape their past sins and save themselves i think the thing i liked it about about it which is why like i liked more than than dark phoenix was that it did do the horror stuff like jump scares and all that kind of shit like that was fun. true that was nice i do like the horror aspect of it at cgi man (laughs) cgi was terrible the story was stupid 
The mm. characters were all boring. The writing was awful. And this was after like the third or fourth delay and restart of the movie. So mm-hmm. it and was then they just, just they digital released it. They were just yeah. like, all right, just take they it. didn't even have faith to put it in theaters. At least Dark Phoenix, they had enough faith to put it in the theaters. Learn, learn a thing or two here. Warner Brothers Discovery. Even if you don't like it, just release it on your on your fucking streaming platform, you dicks. I mean, anyway. yeah, I mean, to be fair, the reason why they released it was because they were getting bought out. So it's like, fuck it, just here, have this movie. But I, I mean, again, that, similar situation. That is what happened. <laughs> yes. Similar situation. Uh, and then for Dark Phoenix, Jean Grey begins to develop incredible powers that corrupt and turn her into a Dark Phoenix causing the x-men to decide if her life is worth more than all of humanity i I just (laughs) i'm trying not to be too despondent here down towards the bottom but i was just ah man it was was a hard it was hard to watch i have never read the dark phoenix storyline i don't know that well so to me it didn't really have that emotional resonance that everyone else seems to have against this movie so that's why i enjoyed it a little bit more than most people tend to because i wouldn't are just like cool x-men fun and she's not as powerful as she should be in the movie right like in the comics like she gets unbelievably powerful also and there's there's no cyclops there we'll really? get we'll get to it later in the list but like they did a much better job showing the dark phoenix sort of thing in the original x-men trilogy so uh, we'll get there. Yeah. Uh, okay. So what was next for you? We've done our we've done our bottom two. Um, I was gonna say X Men Apocalypse just because like I don't really remember much of it. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. then I saw another thing on this list that says X Men Origins Wolverine, and I remembered what they did the Deadpool, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I honestly almost want to go back and change my answers to say Dark Phoenix was better than that. <laughs> uh, look, it's your list, man. You do what you want. Uh, I will. I will not. I will not drag you for any of that. Uh, no, we're both just such shite. <laughs> <laughs> I told you the bottom is contentious. Like you can, you can, you could shake them up and then pull them out one at a time and probably get the right answer again. Okay, I'm gonna switch those around a little bit. All right, cool. I'm gonna put Dark Phoenix right above Wolverine. Only... <laughs> sir, excuse me. Excuse me, sir. Oi. Come I'm here. Le- I'm leaving it in, by the way. I'm leaving it in. <laughs> that was my still sort of new pup for anyone wondering. <laughs> um, anyway, so I'm going to say that Wolverine was worse than Dark Phoenix for the same reason that people hate Dark Phoenix. It ruined the character of Deadpool <laughs> for me. Did it? They did such a shady job with Deadpool. I, I realized that Deadpool was not the focus of the movie, but like it was that bad. It was awful. <laughs> it was I, that his I, nickname I is literally Merc with the mouth, and you showed his sewed his fucking mouth shut. <laughs> like you fundamentally did not understand this character. So I don't know yeah. anyone that likes this at all. Yeah. So uh-huh. I, I think I did like Dark Phoenix a little bit more. At least the action in Dark Phoenix was more entertaining to me. Uh, okay. So next for me, uh, and this might make you a little angry, Jess. Mm-hmm. X Men: The Last Stand. That was the original uh, Dark Phoenix a- adaptation. Yes. I like a- after X2, which I thought was probably one of the best, that movie just it really let me down. 
I get that. And I'm not saying that it was a good Dark Phoenix adaptation. I'm just saying it was a better one. It had a better display of yeah. what Gene's powers actually were, like literally disintegrating Xavier in front of everyone. That CGI did not age well. Maybe not. <laughs> I'll be honest. Those first three movies, I have not watched in I don't know how long. So like, yeah. I'm going off with some very shaky memory now for those three. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I think of the original trilogy, it probably is the weakest one. Um, but we'll get to that when I discuss where I put it. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Uh, yeah, so uh, so let's. I'll give you the synopses on those two. The early years of James Logan, Logan, featuring his rivalry with his brother Victor Creed, his service in the Special Forces team Weapon X, and his experimentation into the metal-lined mutant Wolverine. That's a terrible synopsis. Like. Yeah, <laughs> it's. I mean, it's kind of accurate, but it's just like it's. It's, it's not, accurate, but it's boring. Yeah, it doesn't boring. make me want to go see the movie. And then I'll do X Men Last Stand. Uh, the human government develops a cure for mutations, and Jean Grey becomes a darker, uncontrollable persona called the Phoenix, who allies with Magneto, causing escalation into an all-out battle for the X Men. Uh, I think. I think the big thing that I really just didn't like about the movie was the cure thing. Like it was just like, why is this? Why, why? Okay, and then, so like, what? Why didn't you attempt to use it on Gene? Like, so I guess we'll jump ahead a little bit. That's actually one of the reasons I kind of liked it was okay. because it had that like moral ethical dilemma in the movie. Okay, um, Fair. especially with given what happened over the last few years here. Uh. You can see how this actually would play out in a real world, real world setting. So in hindsight now, I think I have a little bit more of appreciation for the storyline of that movie because of there. the pandemic. So I, I don't know something about that whole like cure. Is it right to give us a cure and the struggle? And you can, you can almost see like a civil war type of thing happening within the X-Men themselves. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of interesting to watch. So it's, it's interesting. The, the reason why you hated it was the reason why I I kind of liked it. No, I figure I felt like if anything, make that the movie focus on just that or focus on just Phoenix, but throwing the two together muddied it for me. It's fair. Like, yeah. It just, I just didn't work to be fair. I think the last time I watched this movie, I may have been like 12 or 13 or something like that. So <laughs> <laughs> my memory is a little shaky. It's, it's been a hot minute, but you know who is in that movie? Kitty pride. She is. She is, and so is the juggernaut, bitch. <laughs> I I was so so happy to have that moment. Like it just like it it, just, it was like one of the first times that was like perfect meme culture came into the mainstream, and I was just like, oh my god, this is absolutely brilliant. I like th- it couldn't have gone better. Couldn't have gone better. Uh, highest possible marks for that alone. The rest of the movie, I don't know. All right. Uh, next for me was X Men Origins Wolverine. Um, basically, reasons you already gave. They just fucked Deadpool in, in a way that wasn't fun until like we got a real Deadpool later on, which we'll talk about. Yep. Um, next, I'd probably put X Men Apocalypse. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To me, it was. I legitimately don't think I remember anything about that movie. Legitimately don't remember Fair. a damn thing. Fair, fair. So it's just got to go there. <laughs> cool. 
Uh, okay. So then after that, I went with the Wolverine. Uh, the So, uh, hang on. I didn't do the synopsis, synopsis for, for Apocalypse. Apocalypse. All right, cool. So um, in the 1980s, the X-Men must defeat an ancient, all-powerful mutant, and Sabanor, who intends to thrive through bringing destruction to the world. Okay, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I guess. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, so after that, uh, where where did you go? Uh, um, probably the Wolverine for more or less the same reason as Apocalypse, and that I don't remember a damn thing about it other than that it was set in Japan. But I do know that I have seen the Wolverine twice, and I've only seen Apocalypse once. So there was mm. a reason why I watched that one again. Yeah. So I'm going to put it above that one. <laughs> I went the Wolverine next as well. Uh, I just, it just part of my problem is most of the early X-Men movies were Wolverine the movie, basically. Yeah. Like over and over and over again. And a like, lot of Wolverine. Don't get me wrong though, right? Hugh Jackman, star power. Absolute star power. You know, you gotta give you gotta give the guy his due. He changed how we look at Wolverine. I did not need six movies all focused on Wolverine. <laughs> yeah which, which you know you know anyway so synopsis there was wolverine comes to japan to meet an old friend whose life he saved years ago and gets embroiled in a conspiracy involving yakuza and mutants um it sounds epic yeah lady deathstrike was uh in there he got like a really vicious murder scene i think am i thinking about the right movie Possibly, it's been a while since it's yeah. been a while since I've seen any X Men movie. Actually, yeah, yeah, you're right. It has Marvel. <laughs> oh, don't worry, they're they're coming into the universe at some point. Now that we have Her? the X Gene, Fucking assholes. <laughs> uh, okay, where'd you go after that? Um, now I'm going to dip into the original trilogy, and that's where I'll probably put Last Stand. Okay. Um, again, I that. I like that ethical dilemma of the storyline and you're right. They should have probably just picked one or the other with the two storylines kind of got a little convoluted with the two of them, but that ethical drama basically was enough to keep me interested in that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fair. Absolutely fair. Um, I went uh, X-Men apocalypse in this spot. Um, so Oscar Isaac, of course, is apocalypse. Love. Oscar oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Forgot about that, didn't you? Yeah, I forgot basically everything about this movie. Because then it had Young Storm in there. Yes, and that was the reason, right? I thought the actress that they got, the portrayal, she was such a badass. So good. Storm that's movie. like the and, one thing I remember from the movie. And that's the thing that saved it. Because everything else was kind of just like, eh, all right, we're here. We're here. Yeah. We'll do it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Cool, 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 awesome, cool. What did you have next after that? So <clears throat> this is probably going to be a little bit more controversial, but I'm going to go X2 over the original X-Men. Oh, wow. Only because I have more nostalgia for the original X-Men than I do X2. Okay. Uh, I, Especially when I was younger, I think I watched the original X-Men more than I ever watched X2. Yeah. 
So to me, X-Men has a little bit more fonder memories than X2. So I'm just going to put X2 here. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then the, based on everything else we have on this list, I think it's about where it should be. Okay. All right. Here, I went with Deadpool 2. Okay. Uh, I thought the sequel was was fun and funny, but it's like, I felt like it was a step down from the original. And I mean, it's Ryan Reynolds. I mean, there's no way he wasn't making top 10 like twice. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then, uh, you know, he got a. Oh, <laughs> didn't he have Matt Damon and Brad Pitt in that movie? I don't remember Matt Damon, but definitely Brad Pitt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was just, you know, you know, I think the cable aspect really kind of dragged it down for me a little bit. Um, it just, it didn't hit the way it should have, in my opinion. Um, fair and it wasn't it wasn't as fun just like i was saying as of the first as the first movie all right so uh synopses for these two uh x-men two x-men united uh when anti-mutant colonel william Stryker kidnaps professor x and attacks his school the mutants the x-men must ally with their arch enemy magneto to stop him and for deadpool 2 foul-mouthed mutant mercenary Wade Wilson, a.k.a. Deadpool, assembles a team of fellow mutant rogues to protect a young boy with supernatural abilities from the brutal time-traveling cyborg Cable. Yeah, no. I mean, that, that is what happens. <laughs> sure is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... it's <laughs> Sure, those things happen. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. All right, where do you go next? All right, next, I'll, I'll probably put Deadpool 2 there next. Um... Basically, for the same reasons you said, I, I think the Deadpool wasn't as fun as the first one. Um, the cable stuff was it was fine. The kid was a bit annoying. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. He I, I get he was supposed to be kind of the reason why everything went to shit and kind of the villain and kind of unlikable, but it did it a little too well. But I fucking love Domino. Oh, yeah. She her scenes were so cool, especially during that car chase scene where she's just like constantly manipulating everything to her favor. Oh, it's so fun to watch her. I love like all the jokes they make at her expense. Like, how is luck a superpower? Like, oh, oh, it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, check check out the episode on that because I feel like we talked about that at, at length. At length. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she's awesome. Uh, for me, it was the original X Men in this one. Um, I just felt like again nostalgia. First of all, um, it was it was really really fun. Uh, there's some also really dated, really cringy lines in that movie. Uh, but in a way that I'm here for. Like I sometimes love bad jokes. Um, what happens to a toad when it's hit by lightning? I don't know what the same thing that happens to everything else. So I got a fun fact about that. Okay. That was actually supposed to make a lot more sense in the movie. Um, so throughout the entire movie, Toad was supposed to be saying lines similar to that. What uh, what happens when a Toad does whatever? Mm-hmm. Uh, but they ended up cutting that in the final cut. Oh. So they left that one callback for Storm that made no sense because they cut out everything else from the rest of the movie. It's so of course it made no line. sense. It's just a yeah. cringy line. So if, if they had kept everything, then it would have just been a fun callback. But that's why it's gone down as a really terrible line because of bad editing. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, uh, cool. So I'll do the synopsis for this one. Uh, in a world where mutants evolved, super-powered humans exist and are discriminated against, 
two groups form for an for an inevitable clash the supremacist brotherhood and the pacifist x-men okay i mean again that did happen (laughs) it is a thing that happened uh okay uh all right now in the number five spot we're gonna top five here what's your number five that's where i put x-men okay um yeah again it's more nostalgia than anything i guess at this point because it has been a while since i watched it but when i was younger i loved watching that that fight scene at the statue of liberty at the end is oh yeah just fun so good so much fun and storm is in it a lot and i fucking love storm Mm -hmm. and i love storm i love Haley berry it was like a perfect mashup yeah so like i I just gotta put it there like Mm -hmm. nostalgia strong with this one fair fair here's where i put x2 okay um i just I felt like this was more X-Men. Like for me, the the X-Men is a direct correlation and story based on uh, discrimination. And you really felt the discrimination in this story. That's fair. Um, so like that, it hit a little bit harder for me. So yeah, yeah, absolutely uh, in there. Yeah, we're pretty close. All, all, all things considered yeah. here. All right. all right. These next four, I, I don't know how close we'll be. Uh, we'll see. Let's go. Uh, give her four because I am struggling right now to think which one I want to put here. Struggling. Um, I'm probably gonna put Days of Future Past here. Mm, okay. Um, I'm tempted to put it a little bit higher up, um, but given what we have left, I don't think I can. It's tough. <laughs> um, I love timey wimey bullshit, mm-hmm. and again, Kitty Pride. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I just loved like how they had the new and the old X-Men series combined in this one. And it was really well done. The story was a little bit weird at times, but I mean, that's classic X-Men. Yeah. So I, it was just a lot of fun. It is one of those movies that I've gone back and watched a few times and I love alternate history stuff. So I know you do like that. I know you do. <laughs> that was just like a perfect culmination of everything. But there's another movie on this list that does alternate history a little bit more that I had to, bump up a little higher so okay. we'll get to fair, that fair, fair, fair. uh i did x-men first class in that spot yep um <laughs> and this is where it got real difficult for me we're just like little inversions of each yep. other here in the worst ways i loved first class first class like did so many cool things um but i i also thought like there were there were minor changes. Uh, me and Wes have kind of talked about this like a lot. Uh, the Summers brothers, Havoc is the uh, is the older brother. He's like, wait, what? Like, I don't understand. Why why would you do that? Why would you make that change? Um, and the characters they use, and it, it became a little focused on Mystique uh, and the weird relationship between Mystique and and Charles. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah that was always one thing i was questioning but throughout the entire first class series like yeah why (laughs) oh yeah by the way we didn't mention that mystique just gets unceremoniously killed off oh yeah in dark phoenix she's just like (laughs) yeah like she's in all this promo material like 10 minutes in movie dead yeah absolutely dead and never never mentioned again just dead uh (laughs) okay sorry yeah so first class and uh days of future past man what a what a what a tag team right there yeah all right so i'll start with the chronological movie that came out first 
Um, so first class in the 1960s, superpowered humans Charles Xavier and Eric Lencher worked together to find others like them. But Eric's vengeful pursuit of an ambitious mutant who ruined his life causes a schism to divide them. Uh, for X-Men Days Future Past, it's the X-Men send Wolverine to the past in a desperate effort to change history and prevent an event that results in doom for both humans and mutants. I think that was another reason why I might have liked some of these other ones a little bit more is that it was another Wolverine story, mm. um, which I mean, it's supposed to be. Yeah, I was going to say, at least this one, it makes like once you find out they're doing Days of Future Past, you're like, oh, OK, cool. Yeah, we're yeah. going to get some Wolverine. But it was like we had three X-Men movies that focused on Wolverine. Then we had actually then we had, I think, Origins Wolverine in there. And then we had First Class, which was like a nice break because Wolverine wasn't really in that. And then yeah. you went back to Wolverine again. So it's just it was a little bit like, OK, I'm a little yeah. Wolverine, but OK. All right. Uh, so for for your three spot. Deadpool. Oh, my. Yes. Oh, my. OK. Yes. Um, Fucking love Deadpool. I mean, it's great. It's wonderful. But again, we're getting to the point where these last three are so tough to place because I love all three of them so much. Mm hmm that i think i love the remaining two just a smidge bit more i fucking yeah. love ryan reynolds this movie is wonderful and redefined what a superhero movie could be with just how chaotic it was mm -hmm. and how it just surpassed everyone's expectations yes and the r rating absolutely helped oh oh yeah it needed it, it needs it and i truly truly hope that disney understands that yeah the third one. they've committed to that numerous times I mean, they say a lot of stuff. So until I see that. It, it, I, until I see a red band trailer for it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I really want to put Deadpool higher, but given what else is on this list. Mm, fair. I can't. Absolutely fair. Uh, so for me in the three spot, I have Days of Future Past. Um, I just loved how that movie did everything you said. And like the the stakes felt so real, like it was it was just like it was like no way home almost in a way, but like you know they could all die, like like in in no way home I felt like in, in no way are they are they gonna die in Endgame I was like someone's probably dead here but not all of them mm -hmm. <laughs> in Days of Future Past it felt like. You could wipe out one of these just entire lines and yep. just keep it moving. And I, it just riveted me and had me on the edge of my seat. And yes, despite the fact that Wolverine is heavily in the movie, it's still very much that first class style of movie, which makes a huge difference. So, yeah, that's where it was. All right. So for Deadpool, a wisecracking mercenary gets experimented on and becomes immortal, but ugly and sets out to track down the man who ruined his looks. Francis! Uh, <laughs> I'm going to spell it out for you. Uh, God, I want to watch that again now. Yeah, that's pretty funny. I was just thinking that about Days of Future Past. I was like... I want to watch it. these top five. I want to watch them all again. Yeah, yeah. I, I got to watch Lord of the Rings tonight, though. So, so yeah. Yeah. That's, that's my jam right now. Anyway, uh, where, what was in your two spot? I know. I I want to. <laughs> I really want to ask for a cop out here and say if I could just do a tie for the top two. No, nope. because I honestly can't. Flip a coin, you better go find a coin. So I'll here's the 
I'll switch the. Yeah, I'll, just, I'll do mine. Okay, I'll let you think about it a little bit. I mean, I I think I know where you put things, but go for it. Okay, put Deadpool in the number two spot. That's what I thought. So incredibly hilarious movie, um, just an absolute riot. Exactly who the character is supposed to be. It's like they understood it. Like imagine, imagine a movie writer actually understanding their character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> imagine doing what is done in a comic book with a character and look i know deadpool's not for everybody sometimes it's too slapstick sometimes juvenile humor just a little bit too much there but the violence in that movie was something special something that we just really hadn't seen before and and despite being in x-men origins wolverine deadpool didn't really deadpool right not at all like he did shoot off at the mouth a little bit in the, in the movie before they sewed his mouth shut, which was uh, made fun of relentlessly in this movie, uh, that and, and Green Lantern, uh, mm-hmm. he, he he just he just does not care. He does not care, and it's like there there are certain people who say they don't give a fuck. Ryan Reynolds don't give a fuck at all, like and it's proven over and over again. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, he uh, he just he gets the character. Like at this point, in my mind, they're inseparable. Like he is Deadpool and Deadpool is him. Like there's just no way around it. Even when I read Deadpool now in comics, that's the voice in my that's, head. Yeah. He was just, just the perfect idiot for it. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. All right. Give me your number two. Okay. So let me explain why I'm struggling here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So one is detailing. So if, if anyone's still wondering what the hell these last two are, it's first class and Logan. Um, one is detailing an alternate history where we're talking about the Cuban Missile Crisis and explaining how like that actually was mutant based and everything like that. I'm a sucker for origin stories; they're great. Um, and this movie is just everything that I would want from an X Men movie. Then you got Logan, which posits the idea of a dystopian future, which I also fucking love. <laughs> um. And does it in a way that gives such weight and meaning to all the characters in this movie and gives a genuine heartfelt send off to this character that people have known for like 15 years at that point or something, maybe a little bit longer at that point. So that's where I'm torn right now. So I'm going to say (laughs) that. First class, I'll put as my number 1.1, <laughs> not number two, because they're like, to me, they're basically on the same level. Look, we're not I, like, we're not measuring the closeness of how good they are, because if we were doing like closeness, <laughs> there would be a cluster at the top and then a yeah. drop off and then a drop off and then and it would then... shoot through the fucking core <laughs> of the earth to get towards the bottom where there'd oh. also be another cluster. I, I'm going to have to just because the storytelling and the cinematography and everything about Logan was just so perfect. I have to put first class as number two okay. and Logan's got to be at the top spot. All right. Uh, so I do not disagree with you there at all because first class, like I said earlier, was special. Like it revamped what we thought the X-Men could be and it set this tone that was just like whoa this is really like at the time it was it was groundbreaking and like it it shook you a little bit like i felt 
jaded with X-Men movies. It was fun seeing a superhero movie set in the 60s. Like up to that point, the only movie that we had seen in the past like that was Captain America, which was, I mean, fine. Yeah. But like I'm I'm tired of World War II. So it was fun to see this set during the Cold War era in the 60s. Yeah. And in a very pivotal event yeah. around the 60s. Like that was that's huge. Absolutely huge. Uh I also put Logan at one. Um all the reasons you said, like I, the movie made me feel stuff, man. Like I was like if you go back and listen to the episode, I was prepared to cry. Uh when he when he when he dies uh for Lara, but you know, kids making fun of the snot bubble ruined it and I snapped the fuck out. Uh but it was it was one of those movies that was just glorious, right? You know, you'd seen so much time of Charles taking care of Logan, and now Logan's taking care of Charles, who is whose powers are just on the way out as he's dying. And you know, clone bullshit like it was a very x-men movie but it was Mm -hmm. also a very adult movie which is which is huge um i just don't know that we're we would we'd seen anything like that before and i don't know that we'll see anything like that again and then when they released it in just black and white dude dude it was like it was like yo this is like pure fucking art it was just like straight in your eyeballs like there's i don't know if i can say much wrong with logan at times it might have dragged a little bit like it might have some slight pacing issues here and there but that's probably about the only fault that i have with the movie i agree um and those top two were tough because i love them for very different reasons and they excel for very different reasons um and i hate you for making me do that <laughs> uh i know i know you do i know you do all right, so uh, let's quickly run down some X-Men cartoons, and then we'll talk about uh, our three favorite X-Men. So this is going to be easy for me, because I have never seen an X-Men cartoon. Wow! <laughs> wow! What have we done? What have we done? <laughs> All right. I may, like, when I was a kid, I may have caught, like, an episode of something here and there, but I've never actually sat down and watched X-Men cartoons. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going re- to make recommendations for you, right? So I'm going to start with an honorable mention. Uh, Spider-Man and his amazing friends old old shit but it's very fun you like Spider-Man I like Spider-Man I love Spider-Man you love Spider-Man I like Spider-Man uh, so it, it's very bad but Iceman's in it and Firestar's in it pair of mutants uh, that uh, it's, it's hilarious it's a great it's a great show like it's just if you like campy if you just need a campy bullshit moment that involves a couple of mutants and who uh, doesn't? And Spider Man, uh, go get it. Go find it somewhere. I think it might be on Disney Plus. Even. It's probably Disney Plus. Uh, uh, okay, then uh, there was something back in the day called X Men. X Men Pride of the X Men, spelled like Kitty Pride. Uh, don't, oh. don't, oh. don't. Oh. Oh. By oh. comparison, don't. Uh, <laughs> then we have Wolverine in the X Men. It's not bad. It's not bad. Um, it just doesn't reach the excellent heights of some of these other shows. Uh, then there was a Wolverine anime, which was... So these next two are anime. So there's a Wolverine anime, and then there was an X-Men anime. And they were back on like in like 20... I want to say 13-ish, 2013, okay. 2014, on like Cartoon Network at like 2 in the morning. 
for no good reason. I mean, they were very violent. They were very violent. Um, but it it was a cool look. Okay. The X Men, the X Men one, I liked. I liked a little bit more. More characters. Uh, Beast is in there, and he's sporting that really like cat like face. Okay. There. All right. Um, and it's just like the action sequence is. Oh man! If you like anime, see like, that's the thing. I, I feel like fun. a Wolverine anime could work just because of how much time he actually spends in Japan, like yeah. in the comics and stuff. Like I feel like if you had a Japan-centered Wolverine anime, that could be interesting. I just felt like the the writing wasn't great. To me, animes are very hit or miss. Like you have to have the right actual anime style and then the writing has to be on there a lot of anime is just great on my ears so bad because either poor voice acting or just the line the dialogue being awful so yeah i'm very particular about my animes yeah it's 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 one or the other you know it's 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 very strange you have to strike the right balance and i thought the i thought the x-men one did um at the same time they did an iron man one i didn't like that one as much yeah and uh let's see that one working too well I thought there was something else, but the X-Men one, I was like, yeah, let's go. Uh, then there's X-Men Evolution. Um, uh, it is delightfully ripped out of the early 2000s from the style and the lingo, but the story works. Like, it just works. And there's a lot of Kitty in there. Um, again, really, 2000s teenage girl, it is, it's hard. So- the second you said that name, I think that triggered something in my mind. I remember seeing commercials for that show. Never uh-huh. watched it, but I remember seeing specifically X-Men Evolutions. I'm like, why do I remember this? I don't think I've ever watched this. I started re-watching it. I started re-watching it. And uh, I had a lot of fun, uh, except except for the lingo. Like It's just so horribly dated, and it's just like, oh, okay. All right, well, we didn't really need to do this. But the story is really good. It's really good. There's a lot of gray area with with Rogue, who plays a central part. Will she join the X-Men? Will she join the Brotherhood? Uh, There's a lot of manipulation through uh, um, uh, Mystique. That's who it is. Mystique, um, who's the principal at the school, but then also not the principal at the school. Uh, And then Magneto is a threatening badass in the show hmm. uh, and it's just it's just really cool it's just really cool they get so much right uh and then of course we got to wrap with x-men the animated series like the quintessential what you, one what are you doing if you're not talking about that and of course parts of it don't age well uh, because you know it was made nothing really aged well i mean nothing ages well but that theme slaps all the time it got referenced in Ms. Marvel. It's just I remember when I was watching it, I was watching it with my dad as a kid, and I remember thinking, yo, this is so different because my experience with cartoons had been Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Right? And that's a very kid-centric show, but X-Men got into some things like where they really touched on some some of the discrimination pieces and the Morlocks and and the sentinels and humans hating mutants and the inter-mutant community struggle. And it's like, whoa, the allegories really hit here. And like, I realized that even as a young man. And then when I went back and watched it later, I was like, oh, it's even better now. (laughs) So, yeah, 
it, yeah. it is a series I know that I've been meaning to go back to. And it's pro- I think that might be the one that I've caught like an episode or two of when I was younger. But mm-hmm. I just, just one of those things that never went around to again. Uh, the other thing is you get that that episode, like five episodes in that the the juggernaut bitch is is based on uh and every time like every time i've watched that episode since that since that meme has hit you're just like oh no i can't i there's no way i can watch this seriously that's not a spaceship it's a dodge like i cannot help myself uh, just every time he pops up in a room it's like oh the juggernaut bitch it's so funny the only thing that I think of when I think of the original X-Men series like that is that there was a meme once that was like Wolverine's always saying how much it hurts to like extend his claws and bring them, retract them and everything like that. Yet uh-huh. this bitch is sitting in the kitchen just using them to cut through sausages. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you got to use what you got. It's That's also not hygienic like at oh, no. all. No, not <laughs> at all. <laughs> okay. Uh, fun part here. Let's do our top five X-Men since we didn't really talk that much about cartoons. So I'll go first. Um, So five, I go with armor. She's uh, like, like she just has like a, like a mental projection of armor around her body at all points in time. Uh, She's cool. And I love her. Um, And if anything happens to her, I will murder everybody. Um, (laughs) Um, (laughs) What's your reader, man? I'm just telling you, you'll just kind of fall in love with her a little bit. All right, you're putting me on the spot here. So let's think X-Men. Um, probably, especially after reading about her pirate badassery, uh-huh. I don't know with Kitty Pride. She's got to be up there in my top five. Yeah. It, yeah. It's fucking Kitty Pride. It, go go back and re-listen to that character breakdown. <laughs> you need a reminder why. Kitty Pride. Uh, for the fourth spot, I'm going to go with um, Cyclops. I love Cyclops. I've always loved Cyclops. He's the de facto leader. Uh, at times, he's kind of a douchebag, but a douchebag for the right reasons. Um, and also that power is just like super. It's cool, although it has the drawbacks because he can never look at somebody with just his eyes. So um, I've, I've always loved that little tortured nature, that little twist there. So for number four, I also am going to say Cyclops. Oh! He actually, until like a few years ago, he was my favorite X-Men. Like I always loved Cyclops for some reason. Something about him. Well, I guess it's pretty obvious why I like Cyclops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but like, I just, I always loved him, but I've learned to love a few of the other X-Men a little bit more since then. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. he's still in my top five, but he kind of got knocked down a few levels. Fair, fair. Uh, number three, I go Nightcrawler, um, fuzzy blue elf, swashbuckling uh, goofball um, at times. Like the the uber religion thing, like has gotten explored more recently in um, Legion of X, and it's actually been kind of interesting to show how he's drifted away from traditional, uh, like Orthodox Christianity into forming his own mutant based religion. Okay. Um, and like that, that concept to me is just very, very interesting. I've talked about it a lot on my thick stack available wherever you get your podcast. Um, and he just, you know, using a sword and lately they've gone with this bearded look for him, which like he's covered in blue fur. So like when he makes the beard, it like looks really neat to me. The goatee, not everybody likes hmm. it, but I like it. I think it's cool. Beyond like surface level stuff. I don't know too much about Nightcrawler. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's interesting. Fair. 
that's Fair. pretty cool. Uh, I got to put Iceman next because mm-hmm. it's fucking Iceman. Yeah. yeah. I think I, I think I've already explained how, why I love Iceman. So <laughs> I'm just going to leave it there. Uh, Iceman was actually next for me. Uh, first of all, exposed to him back in Spidey his Amazing Friends when I was a little, little kid. Uh, he was so cool. Uh, no pun not intended. I actually didn't mean to do that one. Um, and he's just he's just so awesome, right? Like the ice slides and mm-hmm. the, the ice is so multifaceted. You can do so much with it. Also, hit at parties. I just need some ice for my drink. Bang, ice, instant chill. What you need? Like you just you just don't need anything else. And he's just uh, you know Omega level mutant. What else to say? Yeah. Oh yeah, LGBTQ. Well, why not? Why not? Why not? Just throw it out there. He's got everything. Well, I, I, probably the the most notable character to come out as gay in uh, in that time frame. He so. was like the first big one yeah. to really come out. Yep. So, all right. Next is probably one out of left field, but Gambit. I oh. fucking love Gambit. I love Ooh. his that that deep like southern louisiana accent that he's got i love the playing cards that he uses i just i love his whole aesthetic i as much as i wasn't sold on channing tatum being gambit i really wanted that gambit movie same because it's gambit <laughs> so gambit's your number one no that's number two for me oh there's oh yeah that's right because i jumped in front of you yeah all right um we might be in the same spot i think we might one. be storm storm yes <laughs> weather manipulation dude come on literally do so much shit and she just beyond her power she herself she's just so awesome she's a badass like in every possible way absolute badass like okay powers check fighting ability check leadership qualities check serves looks whatever the fuck she wants to check there's there's a book that came out around uh x of swords ten of swords whatever you want to call it where she goes into Wakanda, steals a sword from T'Challa, and comes back out. She goes in dressed in the white suit, in her white, like, classic 90s suit, which is a gorgeous look. And then she leaves when she goes to sneak out in a stealth all-black suit. And just the the dichotomy there, the little twist, it was just like, man, she's so versatile. And then, like, the spy shit to get in and steal the sword and then get the fuck out. She's incredible. She's got so many different looks. I love the look with the mohawk that she mm. has. So good. Yeah, so good. And then, like, she has also, like, this sense of responsibility. And, like, she takes things personally when things go wrong. Like, she really feels the weight of the responsibility. When I was doing the research for the Kitty Pride stuff, um, when Kitty Pride takes over as the leader of the X-Men, Storm had basically screwed something up at that point and she was going to step down kitty was like i will take the spot only if you stay on as like one of our head people because she is that much of an integral part of the x-men and that much of a leader to the group that even if she's not the head of it like she's still one of the top commanders facts facts in fact so important that in the krakoan age where the x-men have um terraformed mars for because (laughs) x-men well there's okay because x-men yeah but there's a separate group of mutants from another dimension who come to live on earth um and then they they basically terraform mars and give them mars storm goes and becomes not not just their queen but takes the the title 
as Regent of Soul for the entire fucking solar system. She's the queen. Think about that for a second. (laughs) Queen of the solar system. Yes. Badass. Just yes. She's so good. She's so good. Yeah. Okay. Storm's amazing. I think I think we can't top it. We can't top it right there. We're gonna wrap this thing up. Uh, so everyone, thanks for checking out this episode of Twistcast. I had a lot of fun on this episode. Yeah. I don't know about you. I, I it pushed me because I made a lot of stuff up on the fly, <laughs> but <laughs> I think I did all right. <laughs> well, I think it was good. I think it was good. Um, so you know, hang in there. Follow us on all our socials at the Twisted Cape. No spaces. Hit up the twistedcape.com. Uh, for the satire and the reviews and videos and all that kind of stuff. Uh, send us an email to twistcape at gmail.com. There, you know, find pictures of us on our Instagram and comics and stuff like that. And uh, subscribe to our YouTube, which has a link in the show notes if you have not done so already. Uh, Jess, anything else you wanted to tag before we got out of here that I may have forgotten? I don't think so. Um, so we'll be continuing this on not the next episode, but in the episode after we'll continue our X-Men month. Mm-hmm. Uh, but our next episode, we are actually going to take a dive into Hispanic characters to celebrate Hispanic heritage month. Um, yes. So Jesse's driving the bus again, y'all see <laughs> it'll be my show this time. And uh, I don't get your hopes up. <laughs> <laughs> nope, they're already sky high. Keep keep, keep your expectations low. <laughs> that's that's my motto with life. Keep your expectations low. That way you're always pleasantly surprised. Yes, yes. Okay. Oh, uh T Public. Buy our stuff oh, on T Public. Yeah, T Public. There's probably a sale. Probably a sale. There's probably almost a sale always a sale. And if there isn't a sale, give it probably about two or three days. There'll probably be another sale. Exactly. So uh there, we have an affiliate link in the show notes. So do that. Buy a, sh- a shirt or a mug or socks or a hoodie. We're Come up in the hoodie season. Yep, we're getting to the hoodie season. It's getting a little bit bad right now, and it's still a little warm, but it's going to cool down in the next few days. So, and remember that stuff supports the show, keeps the website up and running, all the stuff that we we do uh, with our hosts and stuff like that. So we appreciate it because it does help. Uh, so till next time, I'm Mike. And I'm Jesse. Stay twisted, everyone.